You are listening to the Motherhood Unstressed Podcast, and I'm your host, Liz Carlisle. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am so glad that you're here, and I'm thrilled to share the work of my guest with you today. Her name is Gianna Harris, and she is a 15-year-old powerhouse singer, musician, actor, and dancer. She plays the guitar, piano, cello, bass guitar, and ukulele. And in this episode, we're talking about her journey to performing on some of the most prestigious stages in the world, from the Apollo Theater to Broadway and even film. We also discuss her stance on the Black Lives Matter movement, LGBTQT rights, and mental health. And this was one of the most encouraging episodes I think I've ever recorded, because as someone who's only 15 years old, who has the wherewithal, who has this positive mindset that she's already sharing and impacting the world with. I mean, I think that that really blew me away and gave me a lot of hope as a mother that people like this exist in the world and are actively using their platforms for good. So I think you're going to love this episode. You should definitely listen to this episode if you have teenagers yourself or even younger kids. I'm going to play it for my eight-year-old because I think he'll understand it and get a lot of benefit out of it. And if you can Get what she's sharing to your kids at a young age so that they can process it and understand it. I think it can only make the world a better place. So if you love this episode, please share it with at least one friend. Please, of course, leave us a review. Thank you for all the new reviews coming in. And uh, I hope you enjoy this episode with Gianna Harris. Today's sponsor is Hero Cosmetics. They sent us over the Mighty Patch, which is a hydrocolloid acne patch. And I actually had a pimple pop up last night, so I slapped on a Mighty Patch original, and in the morning, the pimple was completely flat. It was so cool. And I think as women, we're really used to dealing with harsh chemicals as a way to clear up acne on our skin. I mean, I'm in my 30s, and I'm still dealing with this, especially when it comes to ovulation time or PMS time. Like, they just come up. So to have something that doesn't burn my skin and feel like it's tearing it apart is really incredible and in the mighty patch there's only one simple ingredient and it's suitable for even the most sensitive skin types and it's kind of cool when you take off the patch you can actually see the gunk from the pimple in the patch so it's oddly satisfying as gross as that sounds to see how it's just cleared and cleaned up your skin Um, And again, you put it on overnight and what was once red and gross and disgusting is now this healed flat surface. So definitely go to herocosmetics.com and use the code mother15 and see for yourself. Hey guys, I want to take a quick moment to talk about show sponsor, Haya Vitamins. Now typical children's vitamins are basically candy in disguise filled with two teaspoons of sugar, unhealthy chemicals, and other gummy junk that growing kids should never eat. That's why Haya was created. The pediatrician approved superpowered chewable vitamin created by two dads tired of children's vitamins that cause more problems than they solve. Haya is designed for kids of all ages and sent straight to your door in a package families love so parents can have one less thing to worry about. And I do have to talk about the packaging and they use a non-plastic reusable bottle with stickers too so your kids can decorate it. And then every month after that, they just send you refills that you can put in the bottle. So clearly they care about the planet and our children's health. And we worked out an exclusive offer with Haya Health for their best-selling children's vitamin. This is just for Motherhood Unstressed podcast listeners. So receive 50% off on your first order. But to claim this deal, you must go to HayaHealth.com slash unstressed or just enter, enter the code unstressed at checkout. That's H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H.com slash unstressed and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Full discount is applied at checkout. Hello, Gianna. Welcome to the show. I am so glad that you're here. I'm glad to be here. How are you? 
I'm doing well. Um, I was just reading up on your bio. It's so fascinating. Um, but for the listener, why don't you take us back, you know, a few years. How did you find yourself performing, find yourself to the stage? Um, when I was, you know, little, my family is not very, like, musical. So I would just watch shows when I was younger with, like, performers and singers and dancers and actors. And I had done gymnastics for like a really long time. And that's kind of like what I did. So watching all of that and like gymnastics does have like kind of a performance feel to it. So I always found myself liking the performance feel of gymnastics more than like the actual like gymnastics part. <laughs> and then, you know, watching all those shows, I was like, I kind of want to, I want to try it. So, you know, when I was nine, I begged my parents for um, a vocal lesson, and it kind of all started from there. Wow, that's so cool. So, I mean, tell us about the moment that you first performed, where you actually had, like, a real audience, you prepared. What was that feeling like? Um, I'm, like, thinking, I was, like, I looked down, because I was thinking about, like, what um, what was my first performance, and I think it was... Um, it was probably like nine or ten. Wow. And um, it was like um, like a showcase for my vocal teacher. And I prepared a song from Limiz. And um, it was a lot of fun. I was really, really nervous. And like, I, re- I remember now like all the nerves that I would get to perform. And now like, they're not, I don't really get as nervous. I mean, like, you get a little nervous. Of course, everyone does. But like, they're so different now, like the nerves, because like those are like real nerves and these are kind of more like excited to go on and do what I have to do. So, yeah, but it was like really um, fun. And like, you know, when you do something for the first time that you you will enjoy for the rest of your life, it's kind of like stars. And like oh, <laughs> I just got chills when you said that, because I think that that's so true. It's like when you're in alignment with what you're really supposed to be doing here on Earth, it's like it's elation, it's excitement, it's not fear. Um, And that, I mean, that kind of leads me to my next question is how, how do you manage the fear? You know, most people are terrified to speak in front of a group, a conference or whatever. How, how do you handle that in a healthy way? Um, How do you kind of, besides just enjoying it immensely? Yeah. Um, For me, when I perform in front of big crowds, it's easier for me to perform than like a smaller crowd or like people I know that aren't like performers and have seen me perform. Like, cause all my performer friends, I can sing a song in front of them and I'd be fine. But like school friends or like family members that I'm not as close with besides like the family I live with, um, you know, that's always really, really nervous. Like I get really nervous for those, but to deal with them, I mean, you want to turn them into excitement. You want to turn those nerves into being excited. And, you know, over over time, you kind of get used, you get used to it. You, you get used to performing in front of people. And like, I know I get, I get nervous for auditions. That's what I usually get nervous for. Or like, if I do book something and I go in for the first time, that's what I usually get nervous for more than like performances that I've prepared for. Um, but I kind of go in there with the idea of, be the best you and you know it's so like when you think of the best people they're so open and willing to make themselves look stupid 
and they, they'll laugh at themselves. And that's kind of like the type of person that I look to be. So I kind of go for that goal every day, um, which is like maybe not the best to like make fun of yourself. But I also feel like making fun of yourself is one of the best ways to cope. Yeah. And I think too, like you take the work seriously, you take the performance seriously, but you don't take yourself seriously. And I think that that's such a great lesson for kids, for adults, for teenagers. I mean, you Staying name humble. it. Staying humble yeah. is not what it is. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Was there someone in your life who, who you saw do that and you were like, I want to be like them? It's actually um, um, Jane from Jane the Virgin. Oh, I don't know her name, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah, of course. She's so amazing. And she's so like goofy and funny and I love it. And that's kind of like what I strive to be. Oh, and I have a friend. Her name is Ruth Riggie. And she's currently in a Disney show. And she's like the sweetest person. And, you know, she's like really open and amazing. And I love her so much. So, you know, I even though I'm like older than her, I still look up to her in like how she's just very open with herself. Yeah, it is freeing too. like, you know, to talk about your faults, to talk about your fears, to talk, you know, I was watching, um, of course, Hamilton on Disney the other day, and I got curious and started going into like the interviews with some of the stars and the woman who plays his wife was doing an interview and she talked about how she just completely forgot all of the lines on stage and just like vanished. And she was like, I didn't know what to do. There was no one else to help me. Has anything like that ever happened to you? And how do you bounce back? Because you've been on Broadway. You've been on the Apollo Theater, like all these amazing venues. How do you remember the lines, first of all? And then how do you bounce back if you do end up forgetting one? Yeah. um, Non-Broadway related, I've forgotten the national anthem. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) And I, I was at a basketball game and I... And I forgot it. And then I like ran off and went to my dad and my dad said, go back out there. So I did. And I finished the song. Oh, so you. It was kind of like an amazing moment. And it was like, it, it was, it proved to myself that I loved this, that I love to do this because if you didn't like it, you wouldn't have gone back out after being that embarrassed. Again, that was kind of like the start of my journey of like being okay with being embarrassed. Um, so there's that one. And then when I was on tour with School of Rock, I played Tamika and she has like a whole song. And, you know, I was singing the song and there are like little differences in the song. And I completely skipped over, like, I got to the chorus and the choruses are a little different. And I was singing the second chorus instead of the first one, which was like, not okay. Cause like, <laughs> it didn't make any sense. And I literally just like kind of froze. And the guy who played Dewey, he, I've known him for a long time because he went from the Broadway show to the tour with me. So he kind of just like grabbed my hands and he started to sing the, the correct version of the song with me. And yeah, I had like all my friends around me because that scene there was like everyone's kind of in the room with him. And, you know, I had all my friends around me, you know, I like would turn to them. They'd be like, you're okay. You're fine. You know? So it was really, really sweet. And um I'm really thankful to have that they were so close with me and, you know, cared about me so much and that they were willing to help. Yeah. Do you find that to be true? Like any kind of theatrical group or performance group, or even in the movie Mighty Oak that you were just in, does it feel more like a family because everyone is putting themselves out there and, you know, really having to bring their bodies and their minds and their voices to the stage? Definitely. Definitely. You know, it's a little different for School of Rock because we were together for so long. For the Broadway show, I was there for a year and a half. And then for tour, I was there for six months. But the Broadway one, we kind of we kind of would, you know, go home and we wouldn't see each other for, you know, the days off. But for tour, 
the relationship was so close because we literally were living next to each other because we were in hotel rooms and you know some of us would share like doors to the rooms and like we would hang out after and we'd always we just always be together Mm -hmm. all the time I don't think there were any moments where like besides if like my family was there I think I was always kind of with them yeah so tour the relationship was really really close um Broadway the relationship was still really close and because we were there for so long and we got to know each other and you know um I was talking to a friend last night and we were talking about like all the drama and how like we remember it so vividly and it was like you know amazing because it's like we were so close with them and like I still am I still feel that connection um but for Mighty Oak the connection was almost instant you know mm-hmm. we did table read and we were already like felt like family which was really amazing that's amazing do you feel like you've grown up faster than most teens just because of the traveling and the performing and hanging out with adults more than you know the average teenager would yeah yeah I think so you know um it's so weird because there were there was a time where I would always like find myself hanging out with the adults instead of the kids in the room and um I don't know why but you know I I guess I guess that helps me now being able to you know have like interviews and talk and have intelligent conversations with people and stuff like that. So um yeah, usually like school friends and stuff like that, I usually don't have like close relationships with them because you know, I do feel as if I am kind of more mature than most people because I have yeah. traveled and I've experienced more than you know someone that's kind of stayed in their own hometown so you know and all my friends have done the same thing you know they've moved from Florida from from Massachusetts so like they've traveled they've experienced so you know all my friends have experienced a lot and that's just kind of the people I surround myself with mature people that you know understand especially like right now understand what's important and like you know what what's going on in the world Yeah. And how do you see what's going on? Is it hard not to be able to be performing, you know, being out there like you were, you know, even just last year? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's really, it's, it's sad that like you can't perform, but I think it's actually good because, you know, I've been working nonstop for a while. So getting like a breather and, you know, I feel like me saying that, I feel like me saying that is kind of like, I'm lying. I always think that I'm not working hard enough and maybe I'm not, or maybe I am like, I don't know. I could never know. Um, so, you know, having the break was really nice. Um, but you know, we're, I'm still working on stuff because you know, we're, we are still moving with certain stuff right now. So. Yeah. And that's the thing too. Like, I think when you're doing eight shows a week for almost two years, I mean, you kind of go through this strange boot camp where your work ethic is like, through the roof and then to all of a sudden have that halted like I think anyone would be like uh, I don't know what to do like what am I doing but what is it about you that gives you that drive because it seems like you had that before you even hit Broadway mm-hmm. um before I started um music um I have a little brother and when my mom was pregnant with my little brother she um had I think it's preeclampsia and mm-hmm. like she it was it was very dangerous and she could have you know we could have lost her 
And so that gave me really bad separation anxiety. And, you know, that just stems from like not having control and not knowing, not having control and not knowing what's going to happen. So, you know, sometimes when I don't have control, like, you know, I have issues with that. So my anxiety was kind of a big problem. And then I found music. And now that I am better, I what motivates me is to help people with anxiety and, you know, LGBTQ and then Black Lives Matter right now, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, maybe being a voice for those people helps, you know, others to understand and not, to know they're not alone. Yeah. And I think too, like having a platform like you do, you're still a teenager and then you're still deciding to, to use that for good. I mean, that's incredibly rare. That's beautiful. I try. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is. It, like, it sounds like, oh, you're so great. But it is. Like, it's true because I think especially now, you know, these are hard-hitting major issues that we're having difficult conversations. And I love it. You know, I'm like, come on, let's do it. Let's get uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah like, to have someone like you who's like, I'm, I'm ready. Let's do it. Like, that's so inspiring. And it gives me so much hope as a mother to see that like this is the younger generation coming up. Like you're not afraid. You, you acknowledge that you have anxiety, that you have control issues. Like I do too. <laughs> so it's like, like already like you're healing me in a way just by sharing that. Definitely. And you know, the best way to help people is to kind of share that you're not alone, that, that I experienced this too, you know, to know that, I can go to you for help with control issues and be like, hey, this is an issue. Maybe you have a, a solution for it, you know, being open about it. I don't I don't like how especially mental health, it's so crucial because everyone has it. Everyone has, you know, everyone has something going on that like maybe might might not be good. So, you know, having that it's so like off topic and like you're not supposed to talk about it makes no mm-hmm. sense. You should talk about it. It's your it's it's just as important as your like health. You know what I mean? It should be just like going to the doctor, going to a therapist should be the exact same type of feeling. But for some reason we've made it into this like mm, like something wrong with you kind of feeling when it's really not. And now a quick break with a word from our sponsor. This episode is sponsored by Beekeepers Naturals, and like the name implies, all of the products with Beekeepers Naturals are derived from bees and what they produce. So things like bee propolis, royal jelly, everything that's found in the hive that's been reformulated for you to use to help keep you healthy. And what I think a lot of people don't know is that propolis and royal jelly is packed with antioxidants and virus and bacteria fighting elements. And actually the founder, Carly Stein, was on the show uh, a few episodes back talking about the incredible benefits. So I'll link that in the show notes, but it's amazing what incorporating natural uh, substances can do because your body recognizes them. It can use them effectively and then you don't suffer any crazy side effects. And actually Cameron Diaz was just talking to the founder the other day on Instagram about how much she loves the product. So you know if Cameron Diaz is into the company, you know it's got to be good. So head on over to beekeepersnaturals.com and use my code unstressed to save. I remember like anyone who dared talk about going to a therapist or something like 10, 20 years ago, you'd be like, Oh my gosh, are you okay? And now it's like, people are like, yeah, I love my therapist. You know, I'll send you her name. Like it's just out there. And I love that. You're right. Like we all have issues. We all have childhood traumas that we're trying to work through. 
And I think it really hits you too. Like you're already so ahead of the game. I'm so jealous, but like it really <laughs> hits you like in your thirties, like you really kind of face everything that you've been squashing down as you've like gone through school and gotten a job and things kind of settle. And then you have kids and it's like all of your old issues kind of come back up and then you're like, you have to deal with it or choose not to, you know, whatever. But <laughs> I yeah, think I, it's, so yeah. having these conversations is like, is everything. Yeah. I think not to be like biased. I think my generation is kind of like ahead of the game because we're noticing these issues early and we're, we're choosing not to ignore them, you know, with mental health and, you know, LGBTQ and Black Lives Matter. We're choosing to deal with these problems head on and not, you know, kind of just sit in the background and let the adults handle it because they're the smarter of the people because they're older, which doesn't, that never made any sense to me that the adults are the older when the adults are teaching us. So technically we know more because at someone in their thirties, they're telling me all the stuff that they know at their thirties when I'm only 15. So I automatically, I automatically know more than you because I'm only 15 and you're 30 and I know everything, you know, yes. and I'm still going to progressively learn. So the generations lower are technically smarter because they know more because you've told the experiences. Yeah. And not even that, like everything that's been published or all the videos or like all the books out there, like you can get it so fast now, you know, yeah. like everything is accessible. If you want to learn anything, you can go on YouTube and learn it. So you're yeah. absolutely right. And oh, I got chills when you were talking because I'm like, yes, like, <laughs> it's the world. We need you. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so passionate about this. You know, my, my older, this, a lot of this stems from like my older brother, you know, I really look up to him and, um, he talks about like, you know, the universe and like meanings and stuff like that. I'm always like, you should like teach philosophy or something. Cause he's like, you know, really like in like, you know, we have like deep conversations about like everything and it's so amazing. And that's kind of also where like my passion for this stems from. Yeah. And I do think like we are all so connected and everything does have meaning if you like stop and take a minute to really observe, you know? Mm -hmm. So does he, what are his thoughts on your success? Does he think that you are destined to do what you're doing? Like this is exactly your path? Um, yeah, he's, you know, he's supportive of me. He, we haven't always had like the best relationship because I was a brat to him when I was younger. Like <laughs> I was such a brat when I was younger. So, you know, like we're kind of just now building up that relationship and that's why I've always looked up to him. But, you know, now that I'm building this relationship to him where it's like normal for me to go and talk to him because it wasn't always like that, you know, and I do I do believe he he believes in me. And, you know, I try to help him in every way that I can because I look up to him. So I, I, I do hope that he believes in me. And I think he does. We're slowly building that relationship back up. How much older is he? He's, he just turned 21. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, that's a, that's a gap. So I think it's, it's cool. You guys are like coming together as equals now. Yeah. He definitely, he said when we, when we were talking the other day and he said, um, he saw this happening that he saw like this relationship forming. He could see it. Like even when I was little, like he could see the relationship because we were close when we were younger. Cause like five and 10 are like different, but like, you mm -hmm. can feel like, you know what I mean? So the older we got is kind of where we separated. So he was like, I always saw this relationship being like this. So, oh, that's yeah. awesome. Well, um, we've kind of covered a lot and, yeah. and went in unexpected ways. And I'm so glad that we covered and talked about mental health. I really am. So thank you. 
Um, but I do have some rapid fire questions for you if you're ready. Yeah. Singing is. Mm. Singing is having a voice. Having, being able to express yourself. I'm grateful for. My family and friends. And last one, what's something that you've learned in life that you wish someone would have told you earlier on? Know your people, know who to trust, and care for those people. Don't ignore them because they may not be who you want to hang out with, which makes no sense, but realize that they are what is good for you. You know, know who your true friends are and love them for them because they love you for you. Mm, and how do you know? The people that stick around, even when you are, you know, being maybe because I this is how I've I've been mean to like some of my friends and, you know, they still stuck around because they love me. I've come to realize that those are my friends, because even when you and when you're in your darkest place and when you're not doing your best, they're still there. And, you know, you just know who the right people are yeah. and you know who the bad people are. You can feel it. Do you ever get distracted like this person is like super successful, super famous, and you're like, oh, man, I wish we could be like really good friends, um, but they're terrible people. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Where you've kind of, yeah, I've definitely done that where I'm like, oh, this person is so cool and they've done this and this and this and this. And I want to be friends with them. And I try so hard to be friends with them that I kind of ignore my other friends that are re- like my true friends. So mm-hmm. you just got to keep, you got to keep yourself in check. You got to keep yourself in check and know what's good for you it's hard it's hard to do it but you know right now is an amazing time to do that you know reflect on your choices and everything that you're doing at the moment that's so true like this is such a wake-up call on so many levels of like organizing your house to organizing your life (laughs) yeah I yeah definitely I love this is like what I love to do is like you know I'll clean my room and like maybe I'll have like some music on in the background but I'll be just thinking thinking and thinking and thinking about just like I think all the time sometimes I like want to get away from myself because I think so much um just all the time no matter what I'm doing I'm always thinking about something and how to make things better Mm. so do you ever write uh yeah I write all the time I write music um I've started to write you know poems which will help with my music yeah you know Uh, I would read I would read anything that you put out on Instagram or whatever because I think like you are just wise beyond your years in so many ways so get ready world (laughs) Mm. Um, okay so for the listener where can they find out more about you and catch mighty oak and all of the things Um, yes you guys can find me on Instagram at the Gianna Harris so it's the and then G-I-A-N-N-A-H-A-R-R-I-S and then mighty oak you can find them on Instagram at Mighty Oak. I think it's Mighty Oak the movie. I feel like if you type in Mighty Oak, it'll, it'll pop up. Cool. Thank you so much for spending this time with me and sharing your thoughts on on everything that we talked about. It was really beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. You're so sweet and your voice is so lovely. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you have been listening to the Motherhood Unstressed Podcast, and I'm your host, Liz Carlisle. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you love this episode, please share it out on your social media, Instagram stories, and tag us at Motherhood Unstressed so we can share it back out and keep the conversation going on these important topics. Also, make sure that you subscribe so that you never miss out on an interview with an amazing guest or our weekly guided meditations every Wednesday.
This episode is sponsored by Motherhood Unstressed CBD. This is my line of organic USA-grown hemp that was specifically designed to help you, the listener, battle stress and anxiety naturally. And what CBD does is it helps your body's own endocannabinoid system function better. So you're sleeping better, you're experiencing less stress and anxiety, and you're able to get everything done with an overall feeling of security, of groundedness, of calm. So if you would like that in your life, head on over to motherhoodunstressed.com, click the shop tab and use the code podcast to save. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 